COVID-19 has changed our lives drastically over the last two months. And if you're listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you miss movies as much as I do. But some studios are trying to satisfy our need for cinema by digitally releasing new movies to us. While the everyday consumer is thrilled about this, movie theaters fear bankruptcy. Do they have a right to be afraid? Or is this just corona paranoia? We're going to break that all down today, here and now. Century Cinema. It's the podcast about film and the film industry. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Delavecchia, and this week I am joined by a special fill-in co-host. He's my old co-host from the Sheridan Stars Entertainment Podcast, a Newfoundland theater boy, and from episode 11. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Noah Shepard back to the show. Hi, Noah. Hey. Thanks, Joe. It's nice to have you back. How have you been? I've been pretty good, all things considered. All the quarantine madness. I've been going on a ton of hikes. So you're back uh, in Newfoundland now. We are doing this video am. chat, so we're really social distancing here. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. we could we could walk twelve hours in <laughs> towards each other, and we'd still be distant. You wouldn't you technically just walk into the ocean? Uh, twelve hours? Nah, I wouldn't get that far. No. Okay. Nah. All right, so Noah, um, I want to thank you for joining me today on such short notice because we agreed to do this episode earlier today. Yep. Um, Our fans will know this is an unexpected episode of 21st Century Cinema. Um, Our next episode was supposed to be next Friday. Uh, That episode is still happening. Our episode all about book adaptations into film, what was good, what was bad. Uh, But uh, we're here today to talk about a big controversy that has just started happening in the last 48 hours. Uh, so, with many movies going digital and on-demand because of COVID-19, people at home are taking advantage of being able to watch films that are supposed to be coming out in theaters from the comfort of their own home. Um, this has not been profitable for everyone. Bloodshot lost over $20 million. Ooh. But Universal Studios is seeing some profit. Trolls World Tour, the sequel to the first Trolls, went straight to video on-demand just over two weeks ago, and it has already out-earned the entirety of of the first movie so Noah, what do you <laughs> make of that that's crazy um especially like i don't know I, I i i can't say universal animation is not something i keep up with as much as i probably should because they have been releasing some good stuff um i've heard the first trolls is really good but i haven't really uh i haven't uh watched it or anything but um yeah, it's kind of weird that Trolls 2 is the one breaking this uh, the cinema world right now. I know. Like, Trolls 2. It was essentially Infinity War just with strings of music from what I saw from the trailer. <laughs> so, now, Noah, um, I want to talk about how uh, this hasn't been great for theaters. See, it's a well-known fact that because of general interest fading in theaters and the convenience of streaming in your own home, movie theaters have been suffering. Even though 2019 had a huge summer box office success, starting off with Endgame, which became the highest-grossing movie of all time, theaters dropped 4% in revenue last year. The box office at the end of 2019 was just past $11.4 billion at the end of the year. While this does still seem like a lot of money, uh, we are adjusting for inflation here, uh, the box office made 
$30 billion 10 years ago in 2009, meaning that in just a decade, the box office has lost almost $20 billion over a period of time. So that's just billions of dollars every year being lost. Uh, averages out to be about $2 billion every year. Now, this, of course, is cause for panic, with COVID-19 being so uncertain and social distancing being in place for possibly 18 to 24 months, theaters are going to lose even more money than ever before. Now, theaters don't make much money off of movies to begin with. I don't know if you know this. Their biggest revenue is actually concessions, and a recent survey shows that only 34% of people buy concessions at the movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's not a high number. That's not a high number. No. That so that needs theaters, to be a higher number. <laughs> theaters are suffering, and it's also sad. Like I, I try to go to movies as often as I can. I yeah. usually go once a week at the very least uh, when the theaters were open. So now I have felt a void that I have been missing movies, and now it's just not getting any brighter at all. No, it's not. It's uh, it's not looking good. At like this may be the final nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Especially with streaming getting so big, everyone's got a streaming service coming out. Yep. HBO Max is launching this summer, and NBC's Peacock, which is going to be a free streaming service, uh, is going to be launching. Yeah, so much, and also the fact that there's illegal streaming too, where people are yeah. just watching the latest thing in theaters from their home a week later. They're just waiting to watch it. Yeah, theaters are suffering so much. But we've talked about this before on the show briefly. Um, So let's get on to what the big controversy is and why we're talking about this right now all of a sudden. And this has rocked the film world in the last 24 hours. It's been everywhere. On Tuesday, Universal announced its plan to have more of their big movies release alongside theaters for video on demand. This is obviously a strategy to increase profit and get those people that are sitting at home not going to the theater and also providing them with the experience that they want. However, this move could also cause more people to start staying inside instead of visiting the theater. AMC Theaters has responded to this, they're a U.S. theater corporation, with the following statement. AMC believes that with with this proposed action to go to the home and theater simultaneously, Universal is breaking the business model and dealings between our two companies. AMC then announced their plans to cut all Universal movies from playing in their theaters. Their announcement was then later echoed by NATO. NATO got involved in this. <laughs> the following statement. Universal does not have reason to use unusual circumstances in an unprecedented environment as a springboard to bypass true theatrical releases. Theaters provide a beloved immersive shared experience that cannot be replicated, an experience that many of the VOD viewers of this film would have participated in had the world not been sequestered sequestered at home. Despite for something new to watch with their families, we are confident that when theaters reopen, studios will continue to benefit from the global theatrical box office, followed by traditional home release. So, Noah, what do you think about Universal just being like, hey, this popular movie is now on demand at home? Um, Does Universal have their own streaming service yet? Um, Universal is working on their own streaming service. Mm, okay. I mean, it's a good business decision. It's a great business decision. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's, oh, that's really kneecapping theaters. It is. And I'm someone who does believe, like, I understand the decision 100% by Universal, but I also believe in the theater and the theater experience. And as someone yeah. who wants to save the theater experience, this is bad news. This Absolutely. Is bad news. Like, uh, However, 
AMC just canceling, though, a good chunk of their content, especially the summer box office, the biggest time for movies to make money, is not a good move. No, no. I um, I think that like they could have easily just released a statement disagreeing with it rather than cutting a ton of, like, Universal pumps out movies like There's No Tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, Universal are a constantly working studio with a constant... Um, output of content so and a theme park and 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 the theme park but like you know what i mean if something's not disney it's usually universal and now that's basically they're dropping half their content Mm -hmm. now what also is really crazy too though is that imagine if this starts off like a trend and other people start doing it so imagine when avengers 68 and frozen 27 come out uh, on back-to-back weekends uh, in a few in a few years, um, imagine if when they get released to theaters, they're also on Disney Plus that same Friday. Yeah, or You're... a week after, they're already on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's all like... that revenue is going to go to Disney. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's it, for the companies making movies um, now that there's the ability to have the streaming services and people are buying them like Disney Plus did really well yeah, so it's... I don't see I, I don't see how the theater experience can compete with that and now if you're becoming the theater experience we've seen with Netflix uh, they'll raise prices all of a sudden yeah. And now streaming services will have a justified reason to raise prices, especially since the Academy has just announced new rules which are allowing movies on streaming services to now be eligible for Academy Awards starting this year. Yeah, it's... So the rules are changing. Everyone now in the streaming wars has a better chance at taking that theater experience with Universal making this first move. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Universal, um, Universal may have like caused the splash, but it's definitely going to ripple. Mm-hmm. Well, Universal decided to release a statement this morning in response to NATO and AMC. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> so this is what they said. Our goal in releasing Trolls World Tour on paid video on demand was to deliver entertainment to people who are sheltering at home, while movie theaters and other forms of outside entertainment are unavailable. Based on the enthusiastic response to the film, we believe we made the right move. In fact, given the choice of not releasing Trolls World Tour, which would not have prevented consumers from experiencing the movie, but also negatively impacted our partners and employees. The decision was clear. Our desire has always been to efficiently deliver entertainment to as wide an audience as possible. We absolutely believe in the theatrical experience and have made no statement to the contrary. As we stated earlier, going forward, we expect to release future films directly to theaters, as well as paid video on demand, when the distribution outlet makes sense. We look forward to having additional private conversations with our exhibition partners, but are disappointed by this seemingly coordinated attempt from AMC and NATO to confuse our position and our actions. Now, after this, NATO did release a statement saying that they did not coordinate this with AMC. They spoke out based on their own thoughts, and AMC spoke out based upon theirs and what they wanted to do with their company. Nothing was coordinated. There was, as the president says, no collusion. So, so, uh... Uh, Universal might be jumping the gun there with that a bit, but yeah. they don't seem to be backing down from this decision. Well, they don't need to. I mean, when it comes into it, they are in the power position. They're the ones who are going to gain something from this decision. They don't need to back down. Like, 
it's sad, but the only people that they're going to lose with this is the is the people who like who believe in the tradition of uh, theater and stuff of the theater and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the general the general person the general consumer that's better for them. They don't have to drop fifteen dollars on a movie ticket. So yeah, um, it's definitely going to be more affordable. Yeah. Um, however, I don't think though. Like I, I don't. I don't know. I'm really torn. I don't think though Universal has. I know they don't have to, and I don't really think they should, because in the end, we all knew it was coming. Yes. Like we can still, if we really want theaters, and people are really going to be upset, then go to the theater. Exactly. Okay. I go. I do it. It's ten bucks a week. Go to the theater. Yeah. Watch a movie. I understand not going in January and February. Okay, there's never anything else. It's <laughs> always shit. But, like, that movie you want to see, go see it. You say you love movies and that you love this art. Go support it. Okay? Because they still need this. If okay? you... Even though these are big Hollywood corporations, they still need that money to justify making more and making these movies. Yeah. And, like, if if you have the means to do it, do it. Support, but, the, support your creators. But I... Do not think AMC can afford to make this move and stop showing Universal films. Yeah. Now, we are a Canadian podcast, so yes. people in Canada might be wondering, how will this really affect me? Do I really have to worry? It's AMC. Well, Cineworld from the UK is now backing AMC and saying they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. The problem for us is that Cineworld is currently uh, in the middle, uh, they're in the process of buying out Cineplex. Yeah. And Landmark Cinemas has some theaters across Canada, but not many. No. Um, I know, and I know that there aren't many out east where you are, Noah. Uh, no, um, I don't know of, of any Landmark theaters in Newfoundland. Okay. I know that Landmark there's... Landmark Cinemas is the second big theater yeah. place in Canada. Uh, there's the biggest, like the biggest, is the Cineplex in uh, in St. John's, um, and there's uh, I think most of the other ones are just uh, like independent theaters. I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe out west, uh, like uh, the western half of the island, they might have a couple landmark theaters, mm-hmm. but uh, not nothing big to my knowledge. Yeah, so just like Cineplex is probably going to be bought up by Cineworld, which is fine. Like, yeah. theaters are always buying out theaters. Um, of course. Empire Theaters was bought out by Landmark. That's how Landmark made more footing in Canada and got to be bigger was they bought out the Empire chain. Um, it's just, like, if I have to, like, go all the way to a Cineplex or people who are by a Landmark so they have to go all the way to, sorry, people who have to go from a Cineplex now to a Landmark to find it. Um, I'm lucky where where I live in my area. There are landmarks around and cineplexes, yeah. so I kind of have the best of both worlds. But for you, you might have to go to to see if you want to see Jurassic World three, which I don't know why you would. <laughs> if you want to go see Jurassic World three, Noah, you might have to go all the way out to like the other side of Newfoundland or a good like hour and a half drive. And I don't want to wa- drive an hour and a half to watch a shitty two hour blockbuster that hasn't had one good installment since the first one back in the eighties. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Um, uh, an hour and a half. That wouldn't even get me to the Cineplex. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's, 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 it's like two hours from you, isn't it? Uh, two and a half, three. 
So oh um, if I want to go to a landmark, if there if there is one at West, I don't even know. It'd be a gamble. I don't think there is. I think you guys just have like independent stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so it, technically, if I wanted to go to where I think there might be a landmark, it's a six seven hour drive. Oh my god, dude! And I'm not. Seen, you not, better do like a like a double triple feature there. My yeah, god. exactly, and definitely not for Jurassic World three. Yeah, so just like to have to do this, and also like like Cineplex is huge. So oh yeah, Cineworld buys Cineplex now. Something we're limited to movies. Like the area that I live in is Southern Ontario, and if you don't go all the way up to Toronto, you're not going to be able to see everything. Things get cut yeah. so often from cinemas here, but luckily Cineplex will show the movie like once a weekend, or I can just drive uh, twenty to 50, twenty to thirty minutes away from me, and I can go to a theater that is showing it. So I'm lucky that way, where like everything is still like able for me to get. Um, living in Toronto is really the only way you're going to be fine and not really impacted yeah. by this Toronto or Ottawa. Honestly, everywhere else it's going to be really hard now to go and see all the movies you want to see. And then you've also got people who are scene members. So some people are loyal to Cineplex. You have people who get the 10 movie pass from Landmark, so they're loyal to Landmark. So you have these loyalties. Now you have to suddenly start splitting them. Yeah. And now there's also no guarantee that maybe theaters will start like coming together to try and fight this off to save themselves. It's kind of like a protest to get Universal to not do this, which Universal's probably not going to budge. They're going to say, screw you, we're still going to make our money. You're yeah, not. exactly. Universal won't budge because they don't have to. So imagine if something now Universal movies are just not going to theaters whatsoever. Now we lose the theater experience on everything Universal. That does mean I probably never have to go watch another Fast and the Furious movie though again, and I'm really okay you also with that. Don't, you don't also don't have to watch another Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh my god, no Fantastic Beasts is Warner Brothers. Is it, oh yeah, you're right. Warner you're Brothers, right. dude. No, it no, is. I would still have to go watch that and complain about that. Um, <laughs> you love to complain. I, compl- I complain about movies, and yet I still go and see them, so well, I can complain about them. Yeah, more. but you're not even upset that you have to go and complain about them. You love complaining about movies. I love complain because I love watching <laughs> movies. I mean, I don't love the state that cinema is in, where it used to be so good, and most of the shit that comes out today is crap. But I, I love going to the theater. I love watching movies. I love posting a review. I love coming on this podcast and talking about movies. And if half of the summer box office is just slashed in half, if half of the movies of the year are being taken away from us, what's going to be the point eventually? Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah, I really enjoyed Frozen 2. But I'm not going to go see Frozen 3 two weekends in a row while I wait to see whatever Disney puts out next or whatever the Fox movie is. And what do I want to see from Fox, honestly? It's just, it's just kind of where we're getting at now. I mean, they still Once own... again, Bloodshot lost $20 million. Fox, Fox still owns X-Men. Oh, wait, no, those movies got bad, too. Oh, they don't Fox even own them anymore? Own them anymore. Uh, Disney owns them. Uh, well, Disney owns Fox now, right? Disney owns Fox properties. Fox yeah. still has its own thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're stubborn. Yeah, then, then Fox is making the VCU with Bloodshot and Vin Diesel. That's a whole other thing I can get into and talk to you about. <laughs> but yeah, so, no, I just want to know, really, like, final thoughts on this. Um, just give me what you think about things going this way, more streaming-wise, Universal's move, uh, Cineworld and AMC's move, just as a whole, and just the future. Give it to me. Um... I think that if theaters survive, it's going to become because they've become a cult thing. Um, so for the movie buffs, if I I don't 
think there's enough money out there to keep them at the size they are, but smaller theaters may be able to survive by the, like, just movie buffs trying to carry on the tradition. But, uh, I think everybody, everybody, you're right, everybody expected streaming to come in and kind of take over, and it has, but I don't know how much people expected it to be the ultimate downfall of theater. Of the theater experience. Do you think Universal's going to change their mind, even if more theaters get on board with this? Not a chance. No, not a chance. They don't need to. They're going to make more money doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Um, And do you think, though, that AMC, Cineworld, and anyone else who might get on this train with them will, like, instead just turn around and say, okay, we're going to show Universal movies, like... You've called our bluff. If they get desperate enough. If, I think they're already at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it also depends on what the the lineups look like for Universal. If they realize, like, if Universal starts to gather some steam, where right now I would say most of the steam for movies right now is in Disney's corner. Usually, almost all the biggest releases are Disney releases. But if you, uh, Universal can kind of, kind of scratch and claw their way back in that way, then uh, AMC are probably going to reverse it. Um, I think they're going to try to stick to it because they are going to try to get more allies. Um, but right now, I, uh, I don't. It, it's either it's either start showing Universal or you. Chances are they're not surviving. They're probably not going to survive anyway. And that's the sad part. What I also just want to address is just that, like, once again, the box office made 11, just over 11 billion last year, as we said. Yeah. But that's all across the world. Yeah. You need to remember this. Like, that is the world box office, okay? That, like, Canada, we have 165 cineplexes. With our landmarks, too, let's say we have probably about 200 big corporation theaters and then we also have small independent things scattered throughout yeah the states is bigger than that they're everywhere like this is and we're not even like counting the other side of the world at all yet or the south like there is still so many other theaters yeah everywhere yeah everywhere and these theaters are hardly bringing in any money from movies movies are suffering right now compared to what they were doing 10 years ago and their really only way to make money is concessions and less than half of the people that go to the movies are buying concessions. Yeah. So it now is just getting to the point where we have to ask ourselves, do you really think you can afford to cut out half of your content for the year? Yeah, really. Um, just, I don't know, going forward, if you go to a movie, buy a drink. <laughs> buy something. <laughs> yeah, buy a drink, buy, buy a little snack. Um. Yeah. Don't try. Try to stay away though from brand name stuff. They don't make that much money off of that. You yeah. want to support your local movie theater? Buy a popcorn. Yeah. Buy a drink. Maybe if they have a hot dog or a pizza, something <laughs> like that. But the things that are like licensed, like the candies, the chocolates, and the ice cream. Um. Yeah. No, that stuff they don't make uh, that much money on. Depends on the ice cream though. If it's the ice cream in a cooler, they don't. But if it's like soft serve, that they yeah. Pump and top for you, or like frozen yogurt, that they make money off of. So yeah, little. Just cinema facts with Joe. This is for Canada, though. I can't speak for anywhere else. This is just what I know from working yeah. at a theater in Canada for over two years. Oh, high school. What a time. Um, 
Noah, thank you so much once again for joining me to sit down and talk about this and break this down. Anytime. Um, I am so sorry once again that you, this coronavirus pandemic hit and we weren't able to uh. get you on for Noah versus Noah against Noah Schaefer, but hopefully we'll be able to digitally do that in the near future. Or, um, or you know, chances are um, graduation in October. I'm yes. plan- If things have cleared up, I'm planning on coming back, so... That might we'll, be. We'll get, we'll get you two in a booth and just have you throw down. Yeah. Uh, but no, until then, for the fans, uh, where can they find you? What are you up to? Um, right now, well, right now I'm just kind of uh, waiting and seeing how things are turning out. Kind of sitting tight, but um, uh, you can find me on um, Twitter, uh, ShepherdNoah14. That's uh, that's my at. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Shepherd. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, too, but chances are <laughs> that one's a little more just my stuff. Uh, but yeah, pretty much any social media. And um, uh, if things go well, you can find me at the Grand Bank Regional Theater in um, in Grand Bank, Newfoundland. If things don't go well, you may see me back online. Um, if it does help you, though, Noah, our podcast actually recently in the last few months have gained a few viewers from hey. out west. So we do have some people. So there might be some people listening to this right now thinking, I'm going to go see that Noah kid. There you go. Okay. Exactly. So if anyone comes up to you and says, are you Noah from 21st Century Cinema, you know. I'll say, not that one, the other one. The other one. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, guys, also make sure to check out our merch store, which is on Tee Public. The link is in the description of this podcast and on our Instagram. One of our sweaters was designed by Noah. Hey. Uh, it's a... It's a sweater with a definition of 21st Century Cinema on it, and it says uh, The Breakfast Club, but if they were made up of the principal and the janitor, which is extremely <laughs> accurate for me and Ava. Uh, you can also find our socials. We're on Instagram at 21st Century Cinema, Twitter at TFCC Podcast, and Facebook. We're 21st Century Cinema. All of that is once again linked and hyperlinked below. Now, you can click on those, just find us, or you can go and search them up yourselves. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at the one and only JDV with underscores in between, and Ava's at Ava Cravello. And once again, it's all hyperlinked. It's all there. Go check it out. And as you know, we are doing bonus stuff on Patreon now for every episode. Because this was a special episode, there isn't going to be any Patreon bonus stuff, but there will be. Um, I can reveal that our Patreon stuff for next week's episode on adaptations is going to be me doing dramatic readings of Rick Riordan's emails to the movie producers for Percy Jackson. So you don't want to miss out on that content. It's just a dollar a month if you want to subscribe to our Patreon Go ahead and check it out. There's a whole bunch of other tiers as well where you can get added benefits. Once again, Noah, thank you so much for coming today and joining me to talk about this. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.